Episode three, uh, season three of the pod here. Scott, Rob, Kevin, what's up, guys? Hey, hey. hey what's up, Kev? We're back. We're back. Yeah. Um, got a couple winners and a loser this week. Uh, you know, I, we were we were we were talking about you know we we kind of buried the lead with uh, Elijah Mitchell last week and the whole waiver process. Uh, any interesting waiver claims this week? We got anything going on, Scott? You noticed something, didn't you? Yeah, um, Osborne, that Osborne guy from the Vikings, who, to his credit, I mean, he is getting like more usage than Justin Jefferson at the moment. So, like, I, I understand in general, but he went for a pretty hefty price tag. I don't remember off the top of my head, but Grant paid a pretty penny for him. Did he? Um, yeah, I put in a bit. I, I. I feel like I was defending Grant on the show, but uh, on the show, like it's a show, but um, (laughs) it's a show. I feel like I always end up uh, defending Grant um, because I like a lot of his moves in general. They just don't all add up because the bad ones are are bad, bad, and the good ones aren't. You know what I mean? Fantasy, it's always the bad decisions to kill you, not the good ones that make you. But uh, I think Osborne's fucking good. Like he looks real good. Um, But that being said, more than $10 would be egregious. Um, do you want to take a guess? Have you looked at it? Do you want to guess? I mean, since you think it's so outlandish, I'm going to guess 12, which is a little outlandish. Uh, let me just, I'll just pull it up. As long as I, I already looked at it. I could tell yeah. you right now. Okay. I'm reveal I it. mean, cause I, I know what it is. I know it was like, I don't know. $56. I, I, yeah. Whoa. Time <laughs> out. That, that, <sighs> that's just a, a Ron Jeremy load right there. Just that is big. High. Yeah, I didn't know Ron Jeremy shot big loads. To be honest with you, but no, maybe that was Peter North. I'm getting them confused he, now. He was he was a you know he was a king. He was shooting ropes. That's what we all want to do in this in this <laughs> in this fantasy football game. We all want our teams to shoot ropes. You know. I know. At this point, I'm shooting little dribblers. Actually, I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> I haven't shot anything. I'm I'm sitting in 12th place. It's it's a rough <laughs> rough view from down here. Um, $56. I'll tell you what, though. What are the odds that Grant's uh, money ends up being more well spent than Hips? Because, uh, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Hips Elijah Mitchell, that was a pretty disastrous first week. I mean, touchdown, called back, injured, had to go mm-hmm. back in after Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, yep. worst single carry in, in worst single carry to debut a career, probably. Did you guys see that? I know I got No, I didn't. Dude, he got the handoff and he, like, a linebacker came up top like a glancing blow uh-huh. and helmet to helmet at him, like right in the forehead. And you could tell it must have fucked him up instantly. Cause he literally like coughed the ball up while, while running, like, like threw his arms in the air and like hit the ground. Like Antonio Brown did that one time. He got a concussion, like real dramatic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like in concussion a, protocol, isn't he? Dude, it was like, it was a pretty serious looking concussion to be honest with you. Um, so concussion and fumble in his first NFL carry after getting inactive week one. Um, but I don't know. I think he's about to blow up. So, Jeff, buckle up. Play the Shanahan roller coaster. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rewarding if if you, you know, hit the right roulette number. Um, but, you know, so it's just hard to get there. I That Shanahan running game is, like, very desirable. But – finding the guy i mean best of luck to you and i think like mitchell went from like looking really bad to now he actually probably is back in play again this week if he plays like yeah i don't know 
It's weird. It's it's gonna be like that. Like he's probably gonna get hurt again. I don't. I don't like. Who knows? I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, the all. list of running backs that they are like bringing in slash like auditioning or whatever. I mean, we're talking all kinds of washed up running backs. Like carry on Johnson, uh, Lamar Miller. Um, I don't know who are the other ones that we were looking at. Uh, uh, Cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah Cannon. Cannon. I don't know. Well, he, he already messed up. Uh, Cannon already – he had like negative fantasy points last game, so he might be in the doghouse too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well – you know, Grant, we'll see. We'll see how it works out because uh, I'll tell you what: one injury to Thielen or um, mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson and Osborne's here to stay. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a little a little bad on the on. The, oh, Danny went twenty four on Osborne. Danny what am I missing with this guy? Yeah, gee, mm-hmm. I'm starting um, to think I'm I'm missing out on something. I know there's well, a lot of mouths there. I, I really like Justin Danny Jefferson. also. Mm. Danny snuck me. We both had we both bid the same amount on Carolina D, and uh, he I guess had waiver priority or whatever. So scroll down. Oh, yeah, the list Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard went for twelve bucks. That was two two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, well, last week okay. went for twelve bucks. Um, that kind of sucks because I picked him up, but twelve bucks, and then Orphan Outlaws had him at seven, and CD's Nuts had him at three, and uh, same as Tim Patrick. Yeah, I mean Sterling's look good. I'm not gonna lie about that. He's look good. No, uh, no yeah. qualms there. Um, Ty got him too. A little happy B day to Ty if he's listening. Probably not. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, B day Ty. Yeah, happy B day Ty. And I hope that uh, before the clock strikes midnight, you get a torn ACL on your team. As a birthday present. <laughs> God. Because I'm playing him this week. I'm playing him uh, this week, all right? Okay, okay. Here goes Kevin, wishing injury again. Yep. I mean, yeah, AB's got COVID. Like, come on, an eye for an eye. Like, <laughs> uh, Did you see you uh, think... Stephen A? Stephen A, like, I thought they were 100. So they were 100. So he got it after the vaccination. It could yeah, be false Stephen positive, a. too. I mean. Yeah, you never know. Stephen A was, like, talking shit on him, and then someone had to tell him that. Uh, Antonio was vaccinated. He's like, "Oh, okay, all right." All right. <laughs> How do you realize that? I, I like. I thought there was like there's a couple teams that were 100 vaccinated. I clearly remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being one because I'm like, "Well, Brady's at the helm. Like, there's no way that they're letting anybody go unvaccinated." It's just like yeah. how they're gonna roll. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, wanna dive into the matchups, or is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, no, Let's I mean, it. you know, I was looking forward to talking about the matchups. So we can do it. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, first up, we got Boss taken down a view from Jamar by a score of 119 to 90.92 to 80.18. Uh, so Hippert had some pretty strong days from Stafford, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Nick Chubb, Rog and Gronkowski all had double digits. Um, all those guys also had touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, they did. And um, I, I don't know that Tampa Bay stack, like he, he's got the jumbo stack. They're, they're big wide outs. And, you know, like we said with AB earlier, if he's out, that's going to point both those guys up arrows this week as they face off with, 
uh, the Rams, I think they're out in LA and, um, you know, I think he's probably going to continue to see some really strong games from both these guys. And I, like, I wanted to bring this up. I, I just keep, I keep thinking about this. What we talked about it last year too. Like what, what is Gronk on? Like how is Gronk <laughs> like last year or two years ago, like whenever he retired, mm-hmm. this guy was like a bionic man. Like he, he couldn't take, he couldn't run a 40 yard dash without like pulling up limp. And now all of a sudden he's just like full prime time Gronk. I just, I just want to know what him, Brady, everybody else are taking there because they found the fountain of youth and they found <laughs> yeah. some next level generation, next generation level regenerate PEDs. Nothing, <laughs> nothing makes me angrier than Gronk doing well because it is the ultimate, like it rewards all the fucking idiots who play him. I mean, like there in no universe should Gronk have been drafted, started, rostered in DFS at all this year at all. And somehow, based on the wrong ideas of the people have of Gronk being really good, like ten years ago at this point, they draft him and play him because they recognize the name, and they get rewarded with a season for the ages. It looks like that's coming around here. Like, <laughs> uh, there's no perspective or math you could tell me that makes Gronk a good play besides Brady likes to throw him the ball, which like I don't know. I, I just it, it's frustrating because like. There, it's not a sharp thing to play him. It's a very – it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kind of and that's not hips specifically because in a tight, in a redraft league, the top 12 tight ends, numbers 9, 10, 11, 12 are going to suck no matter what. So putting Gronk in mm-hmm. there is the same as putting Johnny Smith or, you know, anybody like in there. Really. Yeah, it's not hips I'm, I'm talking about as much. It's just the idea of Gronk succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I mean, if you look at hips' targets, look at his pass catchers. Evans, massive. Mike Williams, also a huge dude. Gronk, huge dude. Like, all these guys are just, like, big red zone threats that are a lot <laughs> of times dependent. So we might see weeks going forward where Hippert maybe is a high-variance team because of these guys that are touchdown dependent. If you look at his running backs, same kind of Chubby. the same way, where they don't that. have that receiving floor. So it'll be interesting to see Hips' team progress along, uh, along the season. But, I mean – so far, he's looking good. He's one and one. Had had a good week. Had a bad week, and um, you know, not knocking off you from Jamar here. Tyler's, uh, you know, trying to probably fight his way out of the trash can. You know, him and I are battling it out for the the last place spot here, and uh, I don't know. I'll tell I, you. I don't I, know what do you guys think about Tyler's team going forward. I play Ty next week, and he's gonna have a bounce back week. I mean, like he he's got Saquon going up against Atlanta next week. Like, thanks. I can't wait to be the victim of Saquon's one good week all season. Like, it's gonna be <laughs> great. Like, um, yeah, I still like Ty's team. I mean, Julio, Julio, signs of life from Julio. I think was the vital thing for Ty. Um, yeah. I still am not like a uh, this will. I almost don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I, I've never been like a big Robert Woods guy. Personally, I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I always think of him as like, he was literally like the, th- I don't know what the fucking th- wide receiver three on Buffalo. And then he goes mm-hmm. to the Rams and everyone starts treating him like he's T.O. or something. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm not a yeah. Woods fan, um, mostly because I love Cooper Cup. So very biased, but um, so. Yeah, I mean, him, Woods I is nothing know, spectacular. But, I think he's like just Julio, like, I think he's just like savvy. Yeah, I mean he and he's his like fantasy numbers have, are obviously fine, um, but yeah, like if Julio gets it going, and then I still trust his running backs. I still think Miles Sanders is good, even though 
I don't know what, what's going on with him either, but um, yeah, he is a scary team. I mean, I, fucking Jamar Chase is just going to score 50 yard touchdowns every week, maybe. Yeah. Are you, uh, can you, you said you'd be shocked, Colts, if uh, Jamar Chase um, came out and was, I don't know, lived up I to did. the billing. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, I, I think he's just the coolest player in the NFL. I just think he's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, He's he duped, I'm sure, a lot of people to this point. And there are some people coming into the year saying that this shouldn't affect his his draft stock. And uh, I, he's got two touchdowns to support some kind of middling target numbers. He's only got seven and four targets in weeks one and two. But yeah, he might be their target good. leader, though. I mean, the Bengals have I come out. I don't think he's their target leader. I am sure that's Tyler Boyd. But the Bengals have come out and decided to completely just be terrible this year like consciously conscious decision to be terrible in order to protect joe burrow like yeah they are coming they have the second highest run rate in the nfl number one is the ravens obviously like, yeah how can they have the second highest run rate in the nfl when they were playing catch-up all week last week i know and so they lost uh, uh so they lost last week and then the week before to minnesota they, I know that game went to OT. Who won that? They won. They win yeah. in OT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're just trying – like, whenever – last year, Zach Taylor pushing Burrow to just sling it all over the field, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But I also thought that, um, you know, maybe this will take a couple weeks for – like, get back into his old form of, like, you know, them slinging the ball over the field. Plus, they – they drafted Jamar Chase. It is kind of surprising to me that they've come out and run at this rate. Um, I, I think it'll probably just take some time for them to get back into the groove or however Burroughs knee feels. So that's potentially pulling their offense down. Well, let's be real. It'll probably be this weekend against the Steelers in which they will abandon the run and decide to pass (laughs) because they will fit the game plan and and they'll like, it'll click and it'll be the catalyst for them the rest of the year. And they'll probably beat the Steelers in uh, Heinz Field, so that'll be fun. Um, Please no. I mean, I mean, after I what, hope, what, I, uh, I hope not, but like, I don't know what to expect out of Steelers at this point. But I mean, after what Rugs did to us, like Chase is scary, mm-hmm. Higgins is scary, John Ross is scary if they still got him, but uh, <laughs> that's a good deal. No. Yeah, either way, strong showing by hips. And, yep. uh, you know, Ty, I think uh, I think he'll have better days moving forward. I think he got a floor a week from all his studs. So, man, mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. not this upcoming week, but, you know. Wondering about Gibson. I, I Like, out of all the guys on Tyler's squad, I, I think Gibson is the guy that's, that's most being held back right now. Uh, he's already got a shoulder issue. So, I don't know what that's going to look like going forward, I think. Gibson has seemingly been getting dinged up in his early career. Um, I I don't know, maybe maybe he gets himself back on track here, but to this point, he's kind of in a dud, but he's getting the volume and he's getting the snap share. So Arrow could be uh, pointing up here in a in you know in some time. Yeah, he's a dynamic player, and I think he had a lot of chunk plays last year, like yardage plays. You assume that's going to come back at some point. Maybe the mm-hmm. matchups have been kind of tough. Um, but I don't know. They're in the NFC, so he'll play the Cowboys twice still. I mean, he'll, he'll play the – I don't know if the Eagles are really that bad on defense, but he'll play the Cowboys twice, so you at least get two good games out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right. 
Tap Bell on that one. Move along to the next matchup. We got always up to Sutton Dave uh, losing to Grant by a score of 112 to 110. Um, very close one. This is a nail biter. Um, we had Monday night heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Grant coming back with his uh, with his Packers uh, putting out this week. Aaron Rodgers kind of coming back into form and throwing for four touchdowns, no interceptions. And, you know, those those inside the five passes, like what Kevin was alluding to last pod, maybe it was pod before, uh, really helping out Rodgers' fantasy value. I mean, it, it just seems like they're very reluctant to run the ball inside of the five just because they always get the looks they want. And, and Rodgers, is, he's efficient there. So, um, but, you know, generally they're going to be throwing there. Got 26.8, Grant got 26.8 points out of him. Had double-digit performances from Hopkins, Godwin, uh, Zeke, and Tunyon caught one of those Rodgers touchdowns. So um, it, you, you have uh, you know, Grant's team just kind of solid across the board. Nothing really spiked. Um, and then on the Doman side, you have – uh, some middling performances from like RB2 and Gaskin and, and Kittle just really hasn't been much so far. I think because uh, Debo Samuel has been taking all that volume. Uh, Kittle only had his uh, 3.7 points this week, only four targets, four catches, 17 yards. Um, Sutton, uh, Camp Sutton, right? Uh, Cortland, mm-hmm. sorry. Cortland Sutton coming out week, 12 targets, nine catches, 160 yards. Uh, Probably due to Judy's absence, Tim Patrick is also and I'm showing some strong performance there. Uh, the Denver team with Teddy Two Gloves at the helm looks looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville stinks. No, it's Phil early. It's early. it's early for Teddy Two Gloves in Denver. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes, which kind of fits their style anyway. But game manager, yeah. Dave made a made a cardinal sin after I complimented his Hollywood Brown play last week and sat Hollywood Brown. I mean, dude, play Hollywood Brown over Allen and Thielen at this point. Like, I mean, the guy's putting up fucking numbers every week. Look, he has more points than Keenan Allen this year. Look, I mean, he probably has more targets than him in the he- run heaviest offense in the league. Like, I, I don't know. You're not benching Keenan Allen. Yeah, you can just bench Singletary. I know. I you never bench play. Keenan Allen. I agree with just, you guys, but in order for him to win and to make my point, he'd have to bench Keenan Allen. Well, he could have just benched Singletary in the flex and thrown a – Yeah, Hollywood I think Singletary – Benching yeah, Singletary probably would have been the move, but you're still splitting him. If he does yeah. bench Singletary and plays Hollywood, he wins. Uh, he wins by two points. Doesn't but uh, I, I mean, you say that – it's not like Singletary was a dud. He, he still put up 16 points because he got yeah. the end zone. He had that one long run. Um, I just – I never really have confidence in the Buffalo running back system. With Zach, Zach Moss, was he active this week? He was. Mm-hmm. He actually had a decent day too. Yeah, game. so like I, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't I, – I, easy to say this now with the points looking at us, but I don't know if I would have played Singletary. Let me read you Hollywood Brown. So uh... – Two games this year. First one, 69 yards, touchdown, six catches. Second game, nice. six catches, 113 and a touchdown. And then, uh, I mean, can I go into last year or what? I don't know. I'm trying to find exact stats. What I'm pretty sure I'm getting at is he's had 80 yards or a touchdown in eight straight games going back to last year. Mm. Um 
I mean, he's not a guy you look at as being consistent because of what he looks like as a receiver, like small mm-hmm. and kind of frail. But he's been like a model of consistency basically since – I don't know. I don't know what the catalyst for was, but he's like mm-hmm. – he's been real solid for a while now. You almost wonder if he turns in – because, you know, that type of stature almost reminds me of like a Brandon Cooks who's just like a small guy, gets open – Cooks was like an absolute burner at his peak. Hollywood was probably maybe slightly faster, but Cooks has always, always excelled like everywhere he was. Um, and I think Hollywood Brown probably part of his development early on was LeBron. Jeez, uh, LeBron Lamar can't mm-hmm. hit the long ball. I mean, he just wasn't really a polished passer this year. It seems like Lamar's making some strides to kind of hit him and hit him in strides. So. Uh, maybe we see some pretty big games out of Hollywood this year. I think so. And, uh, yeah, you know, you got to be frustrated if you're Dave because, like, George Kittle is getting the the Belichick-Gronk treatment where, like, yeah, we're going to sign you for 25 mil a year, but you're also just going to be our sixth offensive lineman for 60 <laughs> plays a game. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to let you peel off for any catches. Like, I mean, it's just – these coaches are actually smart. Belichick's smart. Shanahan's smart. But they just, like, outsmart themselves. They think too hard. Like, what are you doing with yourself? Like, you have the best offensive line in the league, Kyle Shanahan. Like, Trent Williams is the best tackle in the league. Like, why do you have uh, George Kittle line up next to him and run blocking and, and pass blocking, pass protection? I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, just in general, this game – um, Zeke showing up for Grant, I think, was like the biggest tide turner. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, if like on paper, besides the Rodgers game, I felt like Dave, Dave's week looks better, but you know, great dog does to you. Great got Godwin. a decent week from Arizona, Arizona's number two receiver, so uh, that was nice <laughs> for him. <laughs> you just uh, got that raging, raging hardo for Ondale. I mean, I, I don't know. It might look like a loss on paper for me this week, but I think it was two wins, Rondale and Corderell. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got an RB1 and a wide receiver one out of this week. So, At the point you drafted Rondale, you were pretty crooked. That was a uh, draft pick I knew I made because I think you guys are messing with me, and I was like, wait, I only have 30 seconds left because Chaffee didn't reset the clock. And he's like, yeah, you, that's all you got. Like, you're going to have to chug another beer. And I was like, all right, round there more. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> and it'd be my best pick. Do my yeah. best work under pressure. It looked yep. good. Um, we'll, we'll get to him in your matchup. But so, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty vanilla. You, you got these guys scoring uh, 110, 112. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, just a. Uh, who could be slightly above average in this matchup and Grant took it. Uh, these coin flip matchups are essential into making the playoffs and uh, getting yourself into a deep playoff run. So yeah. good on Grant for getting there. And it looks like, you know, he's got some positivity coming out of this week. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Zeke holds on to that job. They, they had some dynamic college uh, stuff going running mm-hmm. for i think probably his first career 100 yard game when zeke was starting uh so personally i'm excited for that uh but i don't know they have the dallas has some packages now where they're incorporating both pollard and zeke on the field at the same time so 
I'm excited about that personally, but Zeke is probably getting the rock because of that contract. Um, that was yeah. like the downside. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good in camp and whenever I was watching hard knocks like he didn't look fat this year so uh i don't know i I don't know he's always been pretty durable so yeah it's funny when you think about it because like they're only giving ezekiel elliott worst worst cte because they pay him so much like (laughs) he doesn't benefit from it the team doesn't benefit from it but they're just going to continue to let him put his head down and run into a brick wall uh 16 times a game because they're paying them $20 million a year to do it. Like it's just like yeah. the definition of ignorant on all, all sides, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's you know, a good Trent point. Pollard's way better. So that'll be fun. Kevin, you said that last year. I, did, I was like way behind on that too. I think I probably should have said it the year before. I think it was probably true the year before that, but uh, yeah, you know, Zeke's a na- uh, name brand. So nobody wants to say he's washed, but he's, he's been washed. I mean, I like, that's the one thing with like all the analytics that go into every sport now. Like that seems like the simplest analytics. Don't overpay your running back because you see this situation. Like Tony, like if they hadn't pa- paid Zeke and Tony Pollard like takes his job because like either they let Zeke walk and like he wasn't in the picture at all, or like I don't know if they franchise tagged him or something like that. But it like it, it just totally hinders your team's performance in your cap if you're going to pay your running back so i mean that kind of goes along the way with uh, steelers drafting Najee this year thank like, you that's exactly why, what I was pivot to. why wouldn't we beef up the offensive line why wouldn't we draft like uh a, like a right or a left tackle somebody that's so much more likely to be signed for that second contract as opposed to just drafting uh running back and letting them get hit in the backfield 75 percent of the times yeah. like he was well, like, realistically most useless position in the nfl yeah, and that's not even the problem. I mean, you sure, draft an offensive tackle, but no, we're still kicking the can down the road. We needed to draft a quarterback. This class was loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah, Justin Fields fell to nine. Mac Jones fell to 15. We could have went up and got either of them. Like, the fact that we got Najee Harris, who, like, it'd be, it'd be one thing if we drafted a good running back, but I watched the Ravens play, and Tyson Williams is a better football player than Najee Harris. And Tyson Williams is undrafted on a practice squad last year. Najee Harris is a first-round draft pick. Like, Najee Harris looks fucking terrible. Like, just so much draft capital. Spade to spade. He just like he he made that stiff arm. And look, he's a good he's good at catching the ball. But like when I see him like come out of the backfield, like he has no sense of urgency on a route. Like that one play that Ben threw to him, and he was like wasn't looking. Like he turned his head around way too late. It's like, dude, Benny Snell will turn his head around and catch that ball. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? I think he's just gas because he plays so many snaps, but I just think he's, I think he's terrible. I think he's bad. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's way too much draft capital to be using on a, on a position that's just like almost not even relevant anymore in today's NFL. A and then B just, well, it's a fucking running back. Christ's sake. Like everybody knows by now that you just need to get, just get a fucking quarterback. Yeah. Please. For the love of God. I don't know. Maybe they have their eye on someone next year or something. Yes, like that. that I mean that's the alternative. That's what I'm thinking. Like, Wait, quarterbacks farther down the pipeline. I really yeah. hope. Like I can't. Better, see looking at some Rattler. So it better. I, he's gonna get too high for us anyway. Rattler yeah. sucks, dude. I've watched. I've watched him. I mean, he might not suck, but he's not a number one quarterback. I mean, if I, I'd only be excited if they took Malik Willis uh, from Liberty, but uh, maybe maybe Corral from Ole Miss gets interesting. I don't know. We'll see. 
This isn't a dynasty fantasy football podcast, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, you want good players, so it's the same concept. <laughs> you don't want bad players, you want good players. And why would you want Spencer Rattler? I just don't understand. The uh, Oklahoma yeah. halo effect. I mean, I get that, but. All right. So let's move along to the next matchup. We got Fowler, RFN Outlaws taking down Country Rose, taking home's Aaron by a score of 117 to 106. Was that another Monday night? Another Monday night heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We had two. Kevin, Kevin, uh, you know, acutely pointed it out in the chat. Um, We had some, a lot of sweats going on that Monday night. Um, I got to say, I didn't didn't stay up for that game. I was a little jet lag, but. yeah, so Fowler had some like interesting <laughs> spike weeks from two players and then not much otherwise. He had Lamar Jackson putting up almost 35 points and Aaron Jones going off at 38 and a half to take down Aaron. Um, so big weeks there. And he almost had a donut from Chenault, almost a donut from Hamler, and mm-hmm. then just kind of sub subpar performances. He had three triple triple di- or three double digit performances that was Jackson Jones and his defense Indy got him 11 points and everything else was on 10 mm-hmm. um and you have Aaron who was just kind of trying to fight him off from the you know the running him down Monday night and uh Devontae Adams just couldn't couldn't do enough um on mm-hmm. that Monday night game it's funny that Devontae had eight eight catches 121 and it just feels like he that's like literally might be his floor, which is just disgusting. But, like, it just feels like you just feel disappointed. Like, oh, he just had eight catches and over 150 yeah, yards. really is true. What a, what a piece of shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of how it feels, weirdly enough. Um, another one of those games where you kind of look at the box scores and, you, like, if if you just eyes closed, I wasn't doing the math or anything in my head and I couldn't see the bottom, I would just say, oh, Aaron, Aaron probably won a close one, but. Yeah, just those uh, eye-popping numbers. I don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Jones, but whatever. Yeah, his that floor, was floor is either zero and his ceiling's like a million. So, yeah, you, you know it's kind of wild. This was like this matchup was like you know you you have that picture in your head of the Incredible Hulk. You know, whenever he's just like stuck under all those people <laughs> and they just like blows up and throws everybody off. That was Aaron Jones in the. <laughs> you have Brendan that has Aaron Jones and he is like his sole sur- soldier left. And then Aaron's got his stud Devonta Adams. He's got his Detroit stack. So it's three versus one. And then, you know, Aaron Jones just tossing bodies to take the W. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking about how crazy the running back position is like Aaron Jones. Was he undrafted or was he a fourth rounder, fifth rounder, sixth he rounder? He was late. Yeah, he was I, absolutely I mean, late. I was watching him the other night, and I was thinking in my head, he's a top three running back in the NFL. And I was like, oh, no, top three is McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara. He's number four. He's better than Saquon Barkley. Like, Saquon Barkley was fourth overall. Like, fifth round out of UTEP. He's he's something else. Watching him, you just know you're watching, like, a pretty fucking great NFL player. Like, it's, it's fun. I feel like he's underrated, like, Devontae Adams and Aaron jo- or Aaron Rodgers get all the pub, but like Aaron Jones is pretty special. Um, I also think uh, we should just stop trying to make LaVisca Chenault a thing. I think uh, 
I mean, hey, I introduced him to the fantasy football community in a way. Mr. Irrelevant he, last year. He was Mr. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant last year, and then I dropped him before the season even started, I think. But um, I think he's a perfect example of a guy that we think is good because he looks so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he looks like Predator. long dreads. He looks like the Predator with the fucking visor and the, the Jaguars colors. Like, he's made to play in that Jacksonville uniform. But um, – and, and he, he like – he does have some loud plays like for a receiver to like catch a ball and truck stick, like a safety, like you take notice mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at the same time, like we see Juju do that shit all the time. And I've never seen, a, I think Juju is one of the more disrespected wide receivers in the NFL. Like he is more explosiveness than LaVisca Chanel. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, we hype up LaVisca every year and say, Oh, he's great. Seventh, eighth round pick. And we say, Oh, Juju, like, it's a shitty sixth round pick, but someone's going to do it, you know, <laughs> but Juju's upside is undeniably stronger every year. It seems like, um, I don't know. Shinalda could be part player. of the situation. Um, that's poorly run team. We discussed that at length last week. Um, Urban so... Meyer biggest, but or, or, Urban Meyer, sorry. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, biggest bust ever. Are we seeing it? <laughs> so you've been saying, I want to give him, uh, I'll give him like half a season. But I'll give him more good. than that until Urban Meyer gets running out of town. I'll, I'll give him more than that. <laughs> yeah, true I mean, it, it's really going to be a, a crowning accomplishment of awfulness if Urban Meyer is so bad that he leaves after one year and tanks their franchise quarterback. They're one shot of greatness, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. I, I kind of do want to see him succeed. But um, one thing that I noticed here is Tyreek Hill. Uh, with not even five points. This is like if you said, Rob, the team total for Kansas City hit, and their team total I think was like like 30 or 32. It hit. And like, what do you think, Tyreek, for uh, fantasy performance? I'd be like, like at least 12. And yeah. he's, you know, under five here, totally absent from all the scores. I think like, Kelsey took a touchdown. Um, they had some, like, what, like, the Marcus Robinson have one, like, yeah, they had a pick six, right? Yeah, CEH. Um, Holy shit. Well, so let me, let me tell you guys right now if you had to Pringle put a Robinson. bet down right now, who finishes the year as wide receiver one in fantasy? Who do you guys bet on? I still bet on Tyreek. Hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, probably one of two. Aaron's. Yeah, I mean, I, I I still think Devontae Adams will once they get it clicking. The last dance post like really really got me. I I, I don't know. Like those two guys in conjunction posting that. I, I think it's Devontae Adams. But I Kevin's mean, like, shaking his head in disgust right it's now. It's so silly the stuff we let this guy get away with. Like if any other quarterback was openly openly not cl- behind close openly comparing himself to Michael Jordan. I mean, <laughs> the way he's been mistreated. Like, even oh, Brady would get ripped so on for in doing line that stuff. With Michael Jordan, Kev. He has one Super Bowl and two MVPs now. Okay. I think so. I mean, that's like a, a resume that's it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you know, Cam Newton's a couple bounces from that same exact resume. I mean, like, we just shit ourselves over this guy because he's just. Uh, Whatever, I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> they, they have we given have him the nothing. 
nothing. You're so full of shit because he has the best <laughs> offensive line league and has for like a decade. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL, and he is a top five. Yeah, because he like, made him. He made no. him. <laughs> Right, the best whatever. wide receiver just, in the NFL. You're just trying to get me started. Yeah, <laughs> I am getting started. So well, the ironic part is that like he's literally playing in the same league as a guy who like can touch Jordan championship wise and like actually has a case to be like compared to Jordan, I think. No, I think it's comparable to like Big Ben. I think he's like Big Ben. Like, I mean, Big right, Ben so, has more Super Bowls than Rodgers. I think Big Ben's better. And look at Big Ben's who's who are his offensive draft picks that he's been gifted over the years. It's it's not as bad as Rodgers, but it's pretty similar. It's like <laughs> Rodgers is so bad. He got San Antonio Holmes a first round wide receiver, and he got Heath Miller a first round tight end. I don't think he had any other first round offensive skill players to work with in his whole time. We can look at that after this. Let's let's share it with, with the listeners right now. So Aaron Rodgers was drafted in 20, 20, uh, 2005. All right, since then he has had zero skill positions drafted in the first round. He's had. Two offensive tackles, Brian Balaga in 2010 and Derek Sherrod in 2011. Other than that, entirely defensive players in the first round, except for Jordan Love in 2020. So, like, slap in the face. Like, he tries to he, – <laughs> he's tried to get, you know, his guys re-signed and, like, Green Bay is very reluctant. Like, uh, what's his name? Jordan Co- – or Jake Kumaro. Like, you know, they, they sent him out, which is just like – and then – uh, Randall Cobb too. So like he wants to kind of be like GM status that I think a lot of the, the quarterbacks in this league do. Uh, I mean, Brady included. And I, I mean, if you want to put it on a tier and Brady's a goat, but like Aaron Rodgers is in fart behind from a skill perspective, like Ben definitely runs a lot of our team. And I, I don't really appreciate Ben's leadership status in a lot of cases. And, you know, I think Ben has a lot of say in, in what gets drafted. So Let's look at the Steelers first round. Picks. Well, no, I mean, also Brady has not had any weapons comparable. Like, just like my rebuttal for the Rogers thing would be: there's seven rounds in the draft, and we all know that great wide receivers come from anywhere. Like, it, first round capital on a wide receiver is a great indicator of how good he's going to be, but it's not everything. Like, I mean, the Steelers have had how many smash home run plays from the sixth, fifth, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round? Also. You're Mr. In a vacuum, it sounds bad, but Rogers also, for like the first six years of his career, like a significant chunk of his prime, had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, James Jones, like like great players, and then it transitioned into Devonta Adams, who's a high second round pick. Like these these guys, they haven't there hasn't been a lack of investment. Aaron Jones has also been a stellar player. Like they 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 tried to give him a solid run game with Lacey. He's also had the best pass protection in the NFL arguably like consistently for the last 10 years. Like I'm sure if you ask quarterbacks, they'd almost rather have better pass protection than weapons. Like, but regardless, I mean, we're drifting. <laughs> yeah. We're drifting. <laughs> See, but anyway, my point, Heath Miller, San Antonio, nobody else. Look at that. It's easy. I bet if you look at most teams, they don't draft skill players in the first round. So we've had four. Um, and so the breakdown was offensive players outside of a quarterback. Two. It was two tackles. Um, I mean, you're counting Najee, but Najee doesn't matter at this point. Ben's so washed. You can give him fucking – You can him. Like, it doesn't matter. Skilled guys since Ben, we have one, two, three, four skilled guys. And then linemen, we have 
one, two, two. So six offensive players. Okay, but also doing what the quarterback wants is usually the worst thing you can do as a franchise. I mean, that's how we got Ryan Switzer on the team for two years. Like, we, we just waste the roster. <laughs> well, that's the Ben. That's the, and the I, Ben is a leader argument. I, I no, he's not I a mean, fucking I, leader because that's what Aaron Rodgers all pissed about that he didn't get to keep his buddy uh, fucking Jake Kumaro around. This, yeah, I, that's seriously. That's I think that's the 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 crux. Literally, <laughs> the whole thing. The, literally, Kumaro. the point on which the axis goes on like the of his displeasure is that they cut Jake Kumro. I swear to God, I think that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's probably dumb. I don't know how much do you think Jake Kumro was commanding like it was probably nothing. Just like why why not keep him to keep your court? Because he but, was the exact type of friend Rogers wanted. He probably sucked up to him a lot. Probably you know <laughs> probably Rogers probably liked the way that Jake Kumro looked at him <laughs> because it was like a little bit in awe of him, you know. <laughs> All right. Well Let's let's table this discussion and <laughs> get into a matchup. Uh, the next matchup, uh, which is timely, Chaffee oh, knocking off Kevin oh. by a score of one fifty to sixty nine. Giggity. Uh, so Pete Warriors or Pete Carroll's Warriors for Truth uh, really couldn't hold the the nine eleven ceremony. Uh, up to a standard here, and Ooh. they got hey, the week before. Over. The week before was for nine eleven. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he so he was are... a little busy celebrating. Or this something. is the nine eleven hangover. The famous nine mm-hmm. eleven hangover. Yeah. All right. All right. Pete so stays up like all night. Uh, like in the bat yeah. cave, trying to figure out what really happened, and you classic nine kinda... eleven hangover. Pete, Pete stays up for like nine hundred and eleven hours straight, or something like on the anniversary. Just to kind of, or whatever that would be, 911 minutes. I do want to get off my chest. My boy Pete is starting to worry me. He literally (laughs) made comments at the end of the game last week. Like, I don't know. I just don't know if we're running the ball enough late in the game. Like, Uh, like, don't you do this to me. Hey, I'm on, I'm we're on the same train this year, Kev. Don't do this, Pete. Cool it, man. You could see him buckling under the pressure Uh, of him conviction. Two games in, he already can't take it. Two games in, he just wants to choke the life out of the game clock <laughs> he can't i think he just hates a ticking clock he's like fuck like he every time he looks time he's like more than he wants to win the game yeah he's just like oh there's oh man there's 10 minutes left like we could smoke this whole puppy down if we wanted right here they're like <laughs> right. pete well no man we're, we're down by two like you gotta you gotta push the ball man it's like but look like we could get the we could run this down to 30 seconds maybe kick a field goal and win like you never know it's like pete Come on, man. Get it together. He's scared me. He's scared me. I mean, so continue with the narrative of my 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 Your demise. Uh, So, Chaffee, I mean, Chaffee's second second high point scorer of the week, uh, right after Scott. He's taking back to back. Cool. Get to you, Scott. That's a sting a little. Great, great great start. Uh, So, yeah, Chaff. Derrick Henry having a, like, this is the Derrick. And more. This like you have three rushing touchdowns, fifty-five receiving yards. That's massive for Derrick Henry. It was a, a hammer guy. too. It all came in like the last hour of action mm-hmm. period. Like because I think hammer. they were running those. I didn't. I, I just saw some of the highlights. But were they running those like center screens to him where he was, it was like his career high with catches? So that was, was it. Uh, and targets. I think he had like seven targets. That's. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're getting that 
with Derrick Henry. He's you just you don't want to be on blow. the receiving end of that as a fantasy player or as a defender. But to um, be honest, if you tell me I'm going to get 50 points scored against me between AJ Brown and Derrick Henry, I'm probably like, okay, I, like that sucks, but it might not break me. You know what I mean? So right. yeah. all good in all, AJ Brown uh, silent. Um, yeah, good week to have a down week, honestly. So I think the the Henry performance, Kev, was a little bit of fantasy karma because you said you would be standing in front of Nick Chubb uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to Derrick Henry. And he literally mm. just – he gave you that Adrian Peterson, like, run over where he puts his foot, like, right in your chest yeah. like he did to Willie Gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Is, Seattle bad. probably could have used me because maybe I would have uh, had a chance to tackle him. I mean, <laughs> like, that's what Pete Carroll needs to worry about. Uh, Deontay Johnson, like, it, do we know yet at this point what hit the extent of his knee injuries? Because, like, we don't know if he's going to play this week or he's a torn ACL, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Didn't practice. Uh, Didn't practice. Yeah, how, how, they, how can they? Tomlin said something so like. Tomlin said something like. He said. He said it's. It's looking. It's looking good, but not great. <laughs> like, and Deontay, Deontay tweeted out. Deontay tweeted out like, uh, the praying hands or something or Instagrammed it. He's like praying hands, and it was like. Thanks for all the prayers. The comeback gonna be even greater. And it's like, okay, we still don't know if this dude is ACL or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like way worse than good. But then also, like, does he mean like the comeback in like three weeks? When no, I, he might play like... this weekend. I feel like everything he's gonna play this weekend. I don't know how many snaps he's missed. It's got to be a chunk. I mean, both of these games, he's come out of the game. And, but, you know, weeks one and two, he's come out of the game. He's still on pace for 187 targets. He's got 10 and 12. He's still uh, the Beal- I, I mean, he's just best player on Chris volume. He's the best player on offense. I mean, like, the, yeah, the fact he that is. we sat him for James Washington last year because he dropped a few balls is a slap in his face and is slapping all of our faces. Because, like, we think the Steelers are, like, a smart organization. We consider them one of the smart ones in the NFL. Like, the fact that they're sitting a young player because he's dropping the ball – like, mm-hmm. what, do you think it's going to make it better? Like, are you a Neanderthal, Tomlin? Like, are you in the, like, what, <laughs> there what's should going have been on? like firings like, across the board for some of those decisions. And I like that, that's another, that's another just, big Ben. That's another big Ben butt buddy situation too. Cause I think he just loves James. And he's a farm guy. So like, yeah, you know, he's, he's on, he's on Ben's frequency probably. Yeah. Uh, they both drive a John Deere and he's like, Hey bro, like John Deere. Let's do it. Let's do it up big. Bench, Kev, bench our best player. Yeah. Kev, how are you feeling about the uh, Antonio Brown uh, follow-up week to uh, big week one? Um, you know, this is expected. Uh, it's going to be peaks and valleys, hopefully slightly more peaks. But, uh, you know, I, with Antonio Brown, I'm just worried that, like, this COVID, he could miss one game, and it sends him down a mental spiral that, mm-hmm. like, is mm-hmm. just – ends in a bad place um an extra week off is the worst thing that could happen to him terrible yeah saying. terrible move i i i started damian williams in sack my second question Patterson. What, uh, why uh, uh damian williams rb2 i mean well he's my probably other an rb4 Cordero, at best the other option was Cordell patterson who in retrospect yeah should have played him but at the time it was definitely going to be a dart throw like it, it, either way my reasoning for williams is that chaffee had montgomery so then that gives me this like leverage point that if somehow Damian Williams goes in the red zone and takes the touchdown away from Montgomery, like there's no way I don't win this week if that happens. You know what I mean? 
Like mathematically, <laughs> yeah. that's such a huge swing. I feel like if the, if that would have happened, to happen three or four times, maybe four or five times actually to win. No, you don't understand. The whole week turns out differently if that happens. <laughs> These scores are differently. <laughs> reality, like, reality changes. Yeah, like, the butterfly uh, effect. Like yeah, by that happening, I, Derrick Henry is all of a sudden not going to have uh, two hundred and thirty total yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> well, let me let me let me also discuss one thing, and I'm I'm kind of upset and bringing this in fifteen minutes into this podcast because nobody's going to hear this. I've, I've I've I feel like it's a very very um it's a very good observation here so like i'm I'm suffering from this thing you know like everybody like a post nut clarity is a thing yeah (laughs) like there's definitely a thing in fantasy football like post loss clarity where like i was on cloud nine last week after dropping like 120 something and winning and then putting up 69 and losing it's just like i'm just like woke up monday morning like feeling different i'm just like like straight face looking at the fantasy team like how do i make this thing better you know like, <laughs> like, my life, like something's wrong in my life like how am i fixing this like post net clarity and post loss clarity fantasy football are like very very similar feelings of like sober sobering and like also kind of devastating at the same time like i don't know <laughs> Is Sorry Ronda, to, uh, that's a great starter? point um you know, I, I think a loss could put us back into perspective um, in all walks of life, not just all fantasy. You know, kind of humble, a little yeah. piece of humble pie. We've talked about a little <laughs> about humble pie here. We uh, try to have really... a podcast where our observations can be extrapolated into the greater universe and like echo. Like you can, our our podcast like a mirror. You listen to it, but you see yourself. You know what I mean? In <laughs> like your other relationships in your life, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, start taking some mm. psilocybin and. Put on the reflecting pool. Reflecting That's what we should. Our podcast. Our podcast should have been the reflecting pool. <laughs> 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 on the RFN podcast network. Here we go. Yeah, you know, we have so, any spinoffs. That, we should do a spinoff. And like, you guys ever listen to the WTF podcast with Mark Marin? Are you familiar with it? Aware of it? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm aware. So of it. He, it's like one of the biggest podcasts. It was one of the bigger ones, and podcasts exploded. I bet Fowler's heard it and. Um, it's Mark Marin. I guess he's a comedian. He's not like too big, but he has these like these celebrities come out to like his garage or like his place, and they just like sit and talk. And he interviews them for like two hours, but it's like a really deep like interview about like it's almost like a therapy session with a therapist. He like asks like very like pointed questions, like is that for because your relationship with your mother or something? Like you know, it's like <laughs> it, it's like it gets real in depth and philosophical and like. Obama went on it. Like every, like a lot of people have been on it. That's, and uh, that's what we should do is our spinoff. So that, that's kind of what we <laughs> attempt to do. Um, that's probably the closest thing we get to that is the, the preseason pod. Whenever we try to get into everybody's minds, the minds of the drafters. That is so, true. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about you know, Chaffee being okay with wife beating and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden yeah, he's dating your sister and it's like, oh man, crossing some lines here. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you think about things looking back on it, you're like, yeah, I guess it did escalate to saying those things, but like <laughs> at the time it seems like a natural progression. Right. right. But out of context, so, you know, out of context, text sounds ridiculous, but at the time he's rostering like three wife beaters. So Jaffe uh... here, um, you know, he, he went on the probably the chalk play and played Cleveland uh, over Tampa defense. If you if he plays Tampa defense, he just earned himself forty dollars. So 
That lost mm-hmm. in the high point score of the week. Oh. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Yeah. Suck it, Jeff. How about that? <laughs> Thank Suck you, Jeff. It. Maybe I'll buy a drink one night. Yeah, but anyways, it's, a, it's really a win for me because I got RB1 Cordell Patterson out of this. Plug and play every week. RB1. No um, so and I also got wide receiver <laughs> one Rondale Moore out of this. I mean, don't tell me Rondale Moore is not on the map now. Like, that dude is legit, and I want yeah. him in every league I'm in if I can get him. I mean. Two questions, yeah. Kevin. He looks good. Um, if you want to replace the draft capital you put into Marcus Callaway, um, that's mm-hmm. fine because we'll probably find <laughs> yeah, Callaway on the free agents here in a week or two. Um, I was going to say, is Callaway done for good for you and is more just a fixture at this point? Uh, after? No, dude, Marcus Callaway, um, pretty sure he led the SEC in receiving, went undrafted. He's done. Uh, got a Do we get fantasy squad. points for that? Got no? a practice squad spot <laughs> with the Stick a fork Saints. in him. Got a practice squad spot with the Saints. Worked his way onto the roster and then had like two catches in a playoff game. Like, I don't expect the world at him right away, but – uh, I tell you, as long as Jameis is slinging it instead of Taysom, Marcus Callaway is going to have a shot to develop into something here. Yeah, on your bench. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> on my bench, I'm fine with that. All right, I have Trey Lance <laughs> on my bench too. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think what's he going to get his shot? I feel like he. I feel like he. He's maybe like three games away or something. I don't know. Kyle Shannon's closer to putting Trey Lance in a running back because he thinks he's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you should try out for the Niners because I feel like like he would be like I could get this guy to like right a hundred yards. Like he thinks he can get anybody to a hundred yards. Like I guarantee you, I could run for a hundred yards in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Give me like I'll tell you what. Give me like a year. Run the five oh forty. I'm gonna get that contract real quick because I'm I'm definitely running five flat. Give me a little bit to train. I'll break five flat. You know what I mean? Give me a give me a year to get the endurance up. We'll see where I'm at. I, I, I don't get on the uh, Gronk roid cycle and I'll be fucking ready to rip. Yeah. Ready to rip shred. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's, let's yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's get back to reality here. So, next matchup we got uh, myself, Fresh Prince of Hilaire, get knocked off by Jeff. Score of one twelve to ninety four, and it was a pretty thorough beatdown. Um, I gotta say that. My viewing experience this week was unique, to say the least, and it was also very deceptive for me. I didn't do myself the service of understanding when Jeff's players were playing, and I was coming back from Colorado. I went to see a friend out in Denver. Uh, great great time, great city, by the way. If you get out there, we saw Bill Burr at the Red Rocks. Oh, yeah. Totally Ooh. sick. Um, that awesome, awesome experience. Um, did some golfing, hiking, whatnot. But Sunday, fly back. Flights at 1030, their time, mountain time. And, you know, right there, like kickoffs to like 1130 there. So I'm on the flight and I don't know why I like, I fell asleep because I didn't get a lot of sleep. So I fell asleep and then I woke up and I had like an hour and a half left of the flight. And I'm like, oh, okay, like. Do I Wi-Fi at this point? Like I only have like an hour and a half left and like I'm looking at Southwest options and they have like TV and stuff and limited internet. And so I'm like, I'll just watch TV. And like, I don't know why, because I clicked that, I would get notifications from the Yahoo app, but like I didn't have full internet. I couldn't go into the app and see what the mashup was. And I would just see like my guys were scoring early. 
I was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, I, I don't know if like Joe Burrow threw an inner, like a, a, like a touchdown early or something. And like, I, I'm seeing some touchdowns come in. And at one point it was like, it was like 60 to seven. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, Jeff's team is just laying an egg. And I didn't realize that like all of his guys were playing later. And uh-huh. I mean, just got my shit totally pushed in. And <laughs> brutal. Uh, yeah, it was just like an awful way to land the flight and being like, you know, immediately flick off airplane mode and see that, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to get crushed. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean, kind of like, I got to say like my football consum- consumption this weekend was subpar. So sorry if my analytics are a little bit behind this week, but you know, uh, such as life, uh, Cole Komet, can I, can I tell um, you, I'm barely yeah. keeping it together that you, you got the goose egg from Mike Jacecki last week and you cut bait with him. <laughs> I didn't yeah. cut bait with Jacecki. I didn't play him. <laughs> you got 45 points. That's an improvement, dude. <laughs> yeah, Cole Komet, man. Hang that, that tight end slot strong. Just a tight end's the fucking worst, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> it is but, rough. I, I, mean, I, I played I him on DraftKings. I, I feel the pain a little bit. Not yeah, everywhere, but like in some spots. So, uh, still not winning. Just still beat yeah. me by well, uh So I, I don't care. The, the tight end position is a disaster. Scott, whenever you picked Darren Waller, I had thought about going Darren Waller in the second round, and I kind of wanted him in the third round, but you made sure that didn't happen. And uh, the elite tight end spots are like, it just really seems like that's an advantage because wide receivers so deep, and like you could you could slot in those wide receivers provided you have like some running backs to kind of anchor your squad. But anyways, back to the mashup, uh, Jeff, like, uh, we had going into that Sunday night game, it was pretty close. Like Jeff's edge was maybe like 60, 40 and, uh, Kelsey was like a t- uh, touchdown in the second half and CEH man is just like incredibly frustrating. It's kind of like Tyreek. It's like, you know, these guys like Kansas city puts up 35 points who's scoring. And it's like, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, and you know, Kelsey's Kelsey's got a score, but CEH and Tyreek didn't find the end zone. So uh actually had a costly fumble to to lose that game for them. So I hope the doghouse going forward here, but I hardly even want to play him because he's just so frustrating to watch back to back weeks their team score over 30 points and he's not sniffing any of those. I mean, so, I won't trade you Cordell Patterson for him, but I, I'll I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll sleep on that if you want to send that over. <laughs> I I Patterson's. I mean, he's got a red zone role. He's 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 locked in multiple, and he's got the positions. flexible position RB wide receiver. Well, I, I do want to mention that you do have a, an incoming nightmare scenario in which Daryl Henderson is probably going to miss this week, which is fine yeah. because you'll get all the production with Sam Michelle. But it opens the door for Sony Michelle to bite out his own role here. And are you going to be? Are you are you prepared to flex both of them in one week during bye weeks? Because you're going to have to. Oh, mm-hmm. you got Tony Pollard, so you might not nah. have to. Like the one thing right now, I, I'm like kind of the post loss clarity, as you called it, Kev. Yeah. I, I'm hurting, but like I, I do feel that I have some depth here uh, with Tony Pollard. And um, I mean, wide receivers. I, I'm a couple deep at this point, so yeah. Pittman I don't think so. Out. Um, 
I hope that Daryl Henderson takes this week off. He's playing Tampa. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a big game for them. Uh, it'll be a tight, tight spread, probably a shootout. Um, but I'd rather him heal up, get those ribs right, and you know, try to collect and go work going forward. I, I hope well, Sonny Michelle doesn't take his spot. Some post loss clarity on Devonte Smith too. Maybe we'll we'll see. Uh, might just be ex- yeah. my dude might just be exercising out there. Yeah, you you called that too because you're like, I'll tell you what, next week you're gonna play Devonta Smith and you're gonna bench Michael Pittman. Up. He did, <laughs> I did, did say that. Shit. I totally said that. My bad. Yeah, I, I mean that is. Uh, would that still get me? Would that get me to a win? No, not yeah. quite. It would be close, but that one have got me to a win if I played him. I mean, there's a couple plug and plays that I've. I mean, you could always play that game. Um, so like I said, I do have some depth, but overall Jeff's team, uh, Corey Davis, not much kind of back to reality. Uh, Zach Wilson had, uh, three, four interceptions. Um, so goes so, out there. I lost Sam yeah. Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, Sam Darnold looks good this year, but, um, yeah. So like Stefan Diggs got in, um, still not like back to last year's level. And then Tom Brady with five touchdowns did have a fumble loss. Um, but he, uh, t- Brady ripped it and Jeff zero RB strategy here is, is kind of working popping. out. For- it's popping. Um, yeah. And yeah, Trey Sermon's coming. The cavalry's coming. <laughs> yeah. You think if he ever recovers, if you can ever spell his name again. <clears throat> we'll be in there. He, he, I don't know. He, Trey Sermon's a funny, funny guy. It seems like a funny guy, but uh, I think he's going to, I think he's coming back this week because I, I mean, the path is open for him this week. And I think he's going to take that job and maybe not hand it over the rest of the season because the depth behind him is going to be very bare. And if he performs, which I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I think he's going to go from like perceived doghouse to like basically just carrying the load for him. I mean, if he starts carrying the low form of Trey Lance gets in there too, that's going to be lucrative for fantasy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also Leonard Fournette with – God, I fucking hate Jeff's team right now. Leonard Fournette <laughs> with Ronald Jones looking like one of the worst players in the NFL. Like, is he going to get, get the lion's share in a very lucrative offense? Like, uh-huh. He could. But I'll, I'll, let me say something good about Colts' team. Uh, you're going to be on top of one of my favorite players' breakout seasons. And that's DJ Moore. I think he's gonna. He seems like he's breaking out this season. Um, Touchdowns has always been his thing. Like he's been a very consistent yardage player, but he's never done. Um, So like I I saw that as something that that's an opportunity that suppresses value going into draft season. If you looked at his yardage prop, um, he was like up there with some of the studs. Like I think his yardage prop coming in was like twelve fifty or twelve sixty yards, and yet he was like down there round so i know i had the choice of him or chris godwin so i always think about like that's that's what'll be hung up in my head because godwin kind of fell but i really like dj Moore this year too and i'll say about dj Moore, he's like what they always say about deandre hopkins i think it is that like like he gets banged up but he always plays hurt and he plays well hurt like i've never mm-hmm. like i had dj Moore for like i think two years maybe in our league or maybe it was one year in our league and then i took him in a dynasty league so, I, like, I remember watching him a lot, and there'd be plays where I'd be like, oh, he just, like, separated his shoulder or something. Like, it looked like it was hanging. Like, and, and maybe someone pops it back in, and he went back in. Like, and he, he continued to play. I swear he plays hurt. Like, doesn't miss games. And uh, just plays well, too. So Yeah, big wow. play upside. Yeah, I'm a big fan. 
he's got 11 career touchdowns and well let's let's exclude this year excluding this year he's got 10 career touchdowns in three years uh but yet he's got 3100 yards you know it's like not kind of lining up so and if that all hits back at once this year that's that's a gonna be a hell of a breakout so we'll see yeah Kamara doing nothing well I I need something I need something from a first round pick there yeah um, I mean I'm, I'm you know I'm with you between uh DK and Najee I feel like this was a week where a lot of first round second round picks busted so yeah just just in general I felt like it was a uh kind of a flat week like Majority of fantasy stuff. Could Scott have anyway. any any more of the top pl- players in, <laughs> through two weeks of the season? Like his roster is just ridiculous, and it's almost like Scott. It's almost like too much. It might be gluttony here. You might need to put. <laughs> we talk about Scott in now? trade. Oh, let me match up. So moving on to Scott, build the Waller, taking down Tita by a score of one fifty four. 2106. Scott is high point man two weeks in a row. And yeah. Scott, your team uh, is on a tear. It's uh, looking pretty scary at this point. There's some players on your team that, uh, like Cooper Cup, has had like a tremendous start to the year. I think some would call it an over, you know, overperformance, potentially Debo oh, Samuel yeah. too. But there's some things that are like, you know, you you should grow to expect at least 20 from McCaffrey. That's kind of what we know. Uh, I, I also think Tyler Lockett, like these massive spike weeks from him. I think he played hurt a lot of the year last year. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, you got some good value out of him because of that. Um, McLaurin has been, uh, you know, kind of a heartthrob of mine too. Like last year, uh, I was kind of upset that you knew him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, your team looks – pretty damn stacked right now dog yeah it's uh again feeling good feeling like everything's clicking which always like even though i know it has no effect on anything always has me like looking over my shoulder like waiting for something bad to happen just because you know it's always good to like make hay while the while the sun is shining because you never you never know but um yeah i mean getting uh yeah, getting like sub sub 10 percent out of or sub uh double digits out of waller and still everybody else popping. It's really my, um, the, like once, once I had McLaurin in the twenties, I felt really good. Cause he's always my guy that I'm like, mm-hmm. they just fucking feed him the ball. And finally it seemed like Heineke was just, oh. I mean, really only looking at him. I don't even, I don't even yeah. know what his targets were in that game, but it's felt like he had like a hundred targets in that game. Yeah, like that could be massive. Crazy. If, if that kind of turns into a situation like we've seen with these a one a, wide receivers like uh I, I don't know it's not a good comp but like you know back in the day of calvin johnson matt stafford like just you have eyes for one guy that's going to make the play like i i've yeah. kind of always thought that mclaurin has that talent to be that guy and it seems like heineke really valued that and ultimately they won the game i was kind of a, a rough ending the way they won it but uh heineke coming in taking over yeah. and them beating a division rival is, is pretty big and mclaurin was a big part of it yeah, so I'm definitely feeling good there. I mean, the thing that surprised me the most is like thinking back, um, like you said, I scooped Waller in the third. I, I really don't know. Like you said, it might have been the injury thing with Lockett, but I, I don't really know how Cup and Lockett both made it back to me, which is like the the weirdest part of the whole thing. Um, and obviously they're all playing good now, but 
everybody's like one ankle, one one like wrong turn away from disaster. So yeah, I'm looking. Like you don't have a totally ton of depth. Jinx it. Oh, I have zero depth. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just sold out because, like, once I sold out on, uh, I just kind of went hero RB once I had Christian. Then I had to <laughs> scramble like my net. My entire bench just has to be like handcuffs or shitty running backs, just to like hope and pray someone gets Water there. Tickets, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of, like, sold out on the hero RB strat um, in that, that regard. But I will say I love Debo Samuel. He's so much better than Brandon Ayuk. I, I agree. I, I was still – I think I said it last pod, like, Ayuk just – I don't know. Like, I think he's good. I just, like, there's not enough – like, there's just not enough to go around in that whole offense. Like, I wasn't even thrilled about Debo, but I just – like, I like him just as a player. But like, I, I don't really like any of like these Debo people's offense. Yeah, I mean, I always just have had a soft spot for Debo for whatever reason. Maybe it's the name. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that I don't really love having any parts of that whole offense. It's been working out so far. He's the one guy that I think is, like, pretty far overachieving so far in a good way. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Naheem Hines is scaring me <laughs> a little bit. Like, his floor is literally zero. Um, but, yeah, if I can just, yep. you know couple more little pieces and no injuries one injury it's a different ball game but um the other so thing i do want to say th- oh go ahead yeah oh, i was just gonna say one more thing is that um it's always it's always interesting like before bye week set in when the, all the decisions are really easy like i feel like i when i really get like fucked or like down on myself is because like when the bye weeks kick in and you have to make those like like snap decisions on like one guy is like when i think like and I don't know when buys start, like week five or something, but I think just things like totally can change. Like everybody's just play, putting their best on the roster up right now, but true, you know, buys will yeah. change everything. But yeah, let's get into Danny's. Yeah, so Danny Sam was looking over this, and I was trying to figure out like how did this configuration happen because his to me like look like he's scraping at the bottom of the barrel because he's got Jacoby Myers in his one flex, and then Kenyon Drake in his other flex. And now I guess Drake was a play because what Jacobs Jacobs was ruled out. Is that right? Uh, I guess the Steelers uh, yeah. Eight points yeah. isn't that bad though. Yeah, I know. So I I don't know. I, like that's kind of a question mark to me. And then I kind of scrolled down. Like he had Tyson Williams, who was it was a mixed bag what, from what we'd seen in Week One, and then. Uh, Javante Williams was just getting like he's in like a true 50 50 split with Melvin Gordon, which is unfortunate. Um, and then like with Melvin Lindsay. Gordon, always just like ruining block blocking the, the football community on great players, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's got Austin Eckler who was you know, a non what not a beneficiary of the, of that. So, my first hot um, take that everybody hated, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kev, you uh, you always like to toot that horn, don't you? But Austin Eckler, <laughs> he's uh, he's got a lot of work ahead. I just like Melvin Gordon body work is pretty good. Like he's had a, a decent career. Uh, I don't know if Austin Eckler gets there. He seems like he's kind of glass man to this point. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I think he'll get there, obviously, but uh. You know, I agree with you. I, I have a little more faith in Tyson Williams, but uh, if Danny's like me, I love Jacoby Myers. And, um, like, he's a guy that rarely scores less than double-digit points, I feel like. So I, I would 
you know, I don't consider him a super safe flex play, but fuck, I played Damian Williams in my running back two spot this week. So I obviously would have been okay with playing Jacoby Myers in a, in a flex if it would have got Damian Williams out of theirs. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, he's he's I not a. I think, you know, with the quarterback landscape in New England right now, and they had the Jets, I think that they're give Mac Jones like, you know, easy check downs and a lot of run heavy situations. And they did because they buried they buried the Jets because Zach Wilson lost that game for them. So, Oof, you know, yeah, that was tough. I I don't think I, I don't know what the spread was. I, I think maybe New England was favored by a couple. Um, but just it, it does seem like is still he's in that early developmental process. So making all the right throws and like supporting uh wide receiver one probably might not be in play. Uh we'll kind of have to see how that works out long in the season. I think it works out really well for Damian Harris and Miller's probably seeing that early on, uh, just because like Damian Harris had a beast of a run. This I don't know if you guys saw like that touchdown hit run. He had like lugged people into the end zone. I, I love Damian Harris. He's just keeping he's just keeping the seat warm for Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Have you seen Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah. Didn't he fumble like his first carry? Fumbles, Classic drops. Belichick, none of it matters. <laughs> none of that matters. I mean, none it matters to coaches. Matters. Because... It doesn't a Bill Belichick offense. It matters to coaches because they're like we're like fantasy football players like gods. We're watching from this like interested but like ultimately semi detached viewpoint where like these football coaches are like apes and they're just like ooh 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 like emotional decisions constantly like you fumble you're out of the game. Bench. You're gonna call Belichick an ape. <laughs> Greatest football coach of all time. Um yeah, he has ape like tendencies he's a play thinking for sure <laughs> why do you think tom brady left okay that's yeah that's why he left i mean he, he doesn't always do with skill position players put it that way um no i don't know he obviously knows what he's doing but <laughs> but to your point i think he, he doesn't Andre stevenson will start next season probably he he'll probably he definitely doesn't value yeah maybe uh, to your point belichick does not he doesn't value skill players. He doesn't yeah. value skill players at all. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Danny. The only the only pick I was or play I was suspect on was Drake. But like, what are you going to do? I don't know. It seemed like a decent spot. Yeah, to get full volume like that, um, or you know, and that score like it, it was pretty close until the end. But Drake. Drake is a guy that he's not necessarily game script dependent because he could catch the ball out of the backfield. So even if you thought the Steelers were going to beat him, um, it, you still had some value with Drake being like, well, you know, maybe they're going to be playing from behind and he'll get a lot of pass volume out of the backfield. So I don't mm-hmm. know. His volume looked very similar to what it did with Jacobs. And I don't even know who was like, who was the – oh, Peyton Barber. That's right. I saw Sonny Can I tell, right you, now, I tell you an all-time great Gruden thing that he did this week leading up to the game? Um, so I, I might have the teams wrong here, but uh, Gruden was talking about how – like he was building up Peyton Barber in the, during the week. Like you, you saw the fantasy reports that were like he's talking about Peyton Barber's role in the offense and minimizing Kenyon Drake's. So mm-hmm. the things he actually said were something along the lines of like, like he's talking about watching his film last year and like 
how good he looked and like the things he was doing well on film. And he was talking about his film with Tampa. And I think he spent last year with a different team, right? What? He, Peyton Barber? Yeah. Was he with the Skins or something? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was oh, with the Skins. It's very so, racist, but he was with the football team. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, yeah. he was with the football team. Yeah. So, anyways, so John Gruden is talking up Peyton Barber based on the film he watched from the previous year, not last year. <laughs> so, he's watching outdated film and signing this player and juicing him up for this role, partially based on film of this player. The year before last year, not even last year. <laughs> he was watching the wrong film. He couldn't even get his hands on the right film. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Like, he casually that is mentioned amazing. it. So you know, it wasn't like, you know. I love that. Like, That's so good. I believe it, too. <laughs> and yet, they're 2-0. and And 2-0 mm-hmm. versus the AFC North. Unbelievable. Having an unbelievable MVP through two weeks. I mean, I'm sick to my stomach watching a game and thinking, if look oh, at his MVP how good would we be if we had Derek Carr? I, I would be pretty excited. I'd take him. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. Yeah. I would take him. I know. So, uh, that does it. Quick recap of the standings. You got Scott up top. Uh, one, two, three is Scott, Chaffee, Jeff, and then bottom three. You got uh, teed up. Is that Danny? Yeah. Uh, Danny, Tyler, yeah. me. I'm holding the, the trash can down. Um, and <laughs> I hope to get out of it soon here. I do. I it do would really be sports. a shame. It would really be a shame if, like, you drafted out of the trash can and I'd wear the horse mask. Like, we both ultimately <laughs> lost. Or how much of a shame like... would it be if one of us had drafted out of the trash can and wear the horse mask? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh God. that yeah. I mean that that's uh, like a real scenario right now because Kev, you only have me by eight. three points. I consider retiring because I don't know if I want to be seen in that light at this point. In the after, track. after after being so graceful and dignified for so long, I don't want to be in the trash can wearing the horse mask. You know? Oh <laughs> man, that would be so bad. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, don't but know. I think we should end on that note. I don't know. Better we can talk about it next yep. week, but there's. You know, we're deep into the yeah, woods here, so we're way deep. Way yeah, deep. I still gotta hit the studio, edit this bad boy too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All hey, right. Boys. Good luck. Good luck next week to everybody besides Ty. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, good luck. I forgot who I'm even playing. Oh, I'm playing. I'm gonna face off. Me and Chaffee, that's one thing I'll say. We have a one two battle for the top of the leaderboard. Good looking, good looking matchup. Yep. So. Keep an eye on. We'll see. Eyes on. I feel like Chaffee always gives me a weird. We always have weird games. I feel like he's one of those guys. Like me and me and Doman and me and Chaffee always play close games. I feel like for whatever reason. So probably gonna be a doozy. Yeah. All right. Probably a doozy. It'll be doozy. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So long. Yeah. Catch you later. Good luck. All right. See. You.